It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, local experts on the biggest stories. Locked On Vikings on the Locked On Podcast Network, episode 432. Your host, Sam Ekstrom, at Sam Ekstrom on Twitter, zonecoverage.com, covering the Vikings. Become a member there, just two ninety nine a month, twenty three ninety nine for the whole year, podcasts, articles, premium content, all that, plus t-shirts, gift cards, and the whole nine yards. Gotta talk today about the Daniil Hunter extension yesterday. We just missed it. On yesterday's recording with Sage Rosenfels, the news broke, oh, I don't know, about 10 a.m. roughly, maybe 9.30 a.m. Vikings cross another item off their checklist. They lock up a cornerstone defensive end. How about five more years with Daniil Hunter, locking him up through 2022? $72 million the cost, average of $14.4 million per year. And the crazy thing is, is that after those five years, Kidd is still going to be in his 20s. Vikings get him into his prime. They get most of his prime. But what an unbelievable thought that they could have a guy for nine years and he'd still be in his 20s and still potentially playing some of his best football. So look at that offseason extension checklist. Cross off Eric Kendricks. Cross off Daniil Hunter. Who's left? Anthony Barr and Stefan Diggs. The order they're going in, not necessarily the order I would have expected, but here's how I can probably justify it. Number one, Eric Hendricks, probably the easiest of the extensions because I'm not sure anybody is classifying Eric Hendricks as an elite player at his position, at least relatively. He's very, very good, but I certainly don't think he was going to demand league high money at his position. And for the Vikings to lock up Kendricks first, it almost sets the bar for Barr. Where I think people perceive Barr maybe as the higher-end linebacker. He's just got a little more to him physically. But with Kendricks anchoring things at five years, $50 million, $10 million a year, hopefully keeps Barr a little closer to earth with his requests. I think in the case of Hunter and Diggs, I think you definitely desperately want to get those done before the season because both of them are just sitting on a blow-up campaign that could price them out of your league. Hunter took a step back last year in terms of numbers, which is probably helpful for the Vikings at the negotiating table. And they were able to get Hunter top 10 money in the league, but not top 5. He didn't catapult himself into that zone. He's actually right behind Everson Griffin. In annual salary, they kept the the veteran happy. And as I predicted back earlier in the spring, he got better than Stephon Tewitt money. The Steelers defensive end who signed his extension at roughly the same age as Hunter. Hunter had better stats than Tewitt, working in a different scheme. But I think the thought was always going to be, he's going to get between 12 and $15 million, and that's what he got per year. And with Hunter, too... If you're upset at the price tag, and I'm not sure there are too many people that are viewing this uh, as a salary out of the Vikings class, he's so young. 
And there is still so much potential to unlock with Hunter, who was raw coming into the league, refined quickly, and now just has to take it to that last elite level. But you don't want Hunter to put up 18 sacks and then try to re-sign him. Same with Stefan Diggs. You don't want him to suddenly stay healthy for 16 games, put up 1,300 yards, and then try to negotiate. That's why I think Diggs has to be next on your list. Now, remember how this works. Same with Hunter. Diggs is in the final year of his cheap rookie deal. So with his new contract, there is a signing bonus. And part of that signing bonus goes against the cap in the first year. But most of it gets deferred to next year. So you're not chewing up all of your salary cap this season. In theory, though, now, the Vikings will go into next season with the following players under eight-figure salaries. Barr and Diggs, if those get done, Hunter, Kendricks, Rhodes, Joseph, Griffin, Harrison Smith, Kirk Cousins, Riley Reef as well. Hi, this is David Locke, the CEO of the Lockdown Podcast Network. In this crazy, unprecedented, and unnerving time, I know we're all living our lives a little differently. I thought we had some of our sponsors over the time that might be able to help you out. So we've reached out to them to get you specific offers. Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for their first seven days. Start your free deliveries, download the Postmates app, and use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA. Anxiety, stress, need something to calm yourself down? The Calm app is available for you. 40% off to our listeners at calm.com slash locked on NBA. Stuck at home, want fitness? Echelon Fit has been a sponsor of ours. And you can go to echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-B-A. And if you're looking to add some new knowledge and get a little smarter in your free time, Masterclass, or at least your time at home, masterclass.com slash P-E-R is offering 15% off. If you missed any of those, go to lockdownpodcast.com slash offers. That's lockdownpodcast.com slash offers. Thank you very much for tuning in to Lockdown Podcast Network. We hope to be here for you to give you a relief and respite from all the other news. And thanks very much. Be safe and practice your social distancing. So I think the fear here has to be not that the Vikings can't afford it, Because technically, I think they can. I think there's always been a plan in place to fit everybody under the cap that they wanted to at the moment and make it work. So where's the sacrifice? Like, what's the catch? Well, I think the catch is going to come down the road. When you buy into your Super Bowl window like the Vikings are, giving out massive salary after massive salary, at some point you have to go for it. You can't just keep saving money and hoarding cap space. You got to cash that in at some point, and you got to go for it. And I think the Vikings need to do that. But what if Mackenzie Alexander, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but what if Mackenzie Alexander becomes a bona fide star this year? Like, what if he becomes the best slot corner in football? Probably not going to have the money to re sign him. Uh, I think Trey Waynes needs to be a little worried. Do the Vikings have any money to pay him? Now, fortunately, the Vikings have two years to deal with Waynes because they've got. This season, his fourth year, and next year, his option year. So two years until they have to reckon with Waynes. Andrew Sandejo, the Vikings are going to have to seriously consider either cutting him next year or reducing his salary. I'm sure they'll try the reduction, see if he takes it, but he's getting to be pretty pricey. You know, Mike Remmers, can they afford Mike Remmers? He'll be commanding five, six, seven million over the next few years. So we're not talking about top tier guys, but we're talking about middle tier. 
can you afford to keep them around? I'm not sure the answer is yes, and you certainly can't give them more money. So if they merit a raise, I'm not sure the Vikings will have the funds to do so. Now, some of this money can come off the books, you know? I think we have to take it a year at a time. There are going to be instances where a guy like Everson Griffin might be asked to take a pay cut, and then they'll see if he does so. And they'll try to save there. They'll have to get fancy with some restructuring. They've thought all this out, I presume. They're not just spitballing. The Vikings have a plan for how to construct the team. But I think the the return is going to have to be that when you choose to spend on luxuries, when you lock up 10 players at $10 million or more, that means you're going to need contributions from guys on rookie deals. So the onus will be on player development. It'll be on cheap free agent acquisitions like Kendall Wright. Minuscule contract, and they might get a big contribution from him. That's the type of solid management the Vikings will require these next few years if they're going to make this money situation work and if they're still going to remain competitive. I don't think 10 players can win you a Super Bowl. I think you need 53. I don't think you can afford to be a top-heavy football team in a league where the attrition rate is so high and injuries occur so frequently. And you'll exit a season with like a quarter of the quarterbacks potentially on the shelf because they got hurt. It's so risky in this league that if you don't have depth, you don't have much. So while the Vikings do have a lot of high-end talent, it's a team game. So those supplementary pieces are going to be that much more important. But all that to say, congrats to Daniil Hunter. This will set him up for life, I would hope. And for a third-round pick, this is no small thing. Hunter had made half to three-quarters of a million dollars each of his first three years, and now and now he'll be going up not to seven figures, but to eight figures for his future earnings. Mike Zimmer talked about Daniil Hunter at minicamp, and this is what he had to say. His work ethic is undeniably one of the best we've been around. I think he has added some more tools to his toolbox as far as his rush. I'll tell you what, he's really done a good job of working different techniques, different fundamentals, really working on his pass, pass rush craft. We look forward to keep transferring that over as we keep going through the offseason. Zimmer wants him to cut it loose. Those are the words he's used. And with Sheldon Richardson now on the inside, occupying some blockers, I think that could happen. As good as the Vikings' defensive line was last year, I think it could be even better. If Everson Griffin doesn't have a torn plantar fascia for half the season, that would help. If Neil Hunter gets 15% better, that would help. Sheldon Richardson over Tom Johnson, that's going to help. So there's actually a lot of areas where the Vikings could improve in their pass rush. As formidable as they were last year, it could get even better. Neil Hunter trying to improve on his seven-sack season. And we'll see who's next on the off-season checklist as the Vikings continue their summer. Lockdown Vikings, LockdownVikings.com, the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thanks so much for listening today. Talk to you soon. Hey, sports fans. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves, the Minnesota Timberwolves podcast on the Locked On NBA Network. The Wolves might be in the middle of what's turned out to be a pretty miserable season, but there's still plenty to talk about. From the aftermath of the trade deadline to looking ahead at what moves Gerson Rosas and the front office might be planning for the summer to the possibility that all-star snub Carl Anthony Towns could go off on any given night, it's still going to be a fun spring. Tune into Locked On Wolves daily, Monday through Friday.
I'm Ben Beacon with Locked on Wolves, and we'll catch you next time.